This show is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network, the Justice League of board game podcasts. Find out more at Dicetower.com. Welcome to another episode of the Family Gamers Podcast. This is episode 275. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. We are the Family Gamers. I am so excited to be doing this show. He's jumping up and down. I'm literally jumping up and down. This is an odd-numbered show. We have some guests on the show. I'm so excited. But first, hello everybody. As always, I'm your host, Andrew, and I'm joined by my lovely and wonderful wife, Anitra. That's me. We're also joined this week by Ryan and Aaron Gutowski from One Board Family. Woohoo! Yay! Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, I just love you guys. We, oh, man, uh, we love I'm, you guys. Thank I'm you. I'm so excited. We're going to go see you guys in a couple of weeks. This is- I know. I'm yeah. so stoked. It's it going to be so great. So far, it is my highlight like moment of the year. In, For 2020. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, I mean- Well, we have you know, to- we have to warn you about weather in the South. So uh, when you come, it's going to be February. <laughs> it, there's the chance of a slight, tiny, tiny chance of snow, and then a massive chance of it being 75 degrees. You might have to awesome. bring shorts and a tank so, top. So yeah. we just won't know. Until- I mean, we'll definitely be wearing boots and coats when we come. I'll be wearing, I mean, we'll I might not be wearing boots. We'll be coming from the snowbound, the snowbound north. Boots. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll have a coat and I'll probably be wearing pants. That's fun. Nice. Yeah. I usually put on pants when I'm going to see people. I mean, <laughs> pants are a good thing. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Yeah, that's going to be weird. We're going to have to. I'm going to have to wear pants. I've been so used to working from home and just slumming it at the house. I actually have to put pants on. That's well, you. Can, I mean, you know, we can hang out in pajama pants. That's okay. There's <laughs> there we go. That'll work. <laughs> I got, I got right. some pajama pants for uh, Christmas, which I'm very thankful for. So. I'm, all right. Awesome. <laughs> so, well, this is episode 275. Of the show. You said that already. And I, I did. And you have a fact. I do have a fact about the number 275. This is also a fact that I thought that, Anita, you might be interested in. Okay. This go is ahead. a world record fact. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. So, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, the longest running science fiction audio play has 275 installments. It is Doctor Who, The Monthly Adventures. Huh. Mm. This is an audio play. So, of course, we in the States, we know Doctor Who. We know yes. the new Doctor Who with yes. Eccleston and Tennant and mm-hmm. uh, Matt Smith and uh, the guy, Peter something or other, who came after Matt Smith. And then Josie, whatever <laughs> her name. I don't know. I don't remember these people. But Some of us know the old Doctor Who as well. The old Doctor Who, do with the scars and stuff. Heck. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, Tennant is my doctor. But- this is an audio play, science fiction audio That's play, 275 installments. Wow. The Guinness Book of World Records says it is the longest running science fiction audio play series. That's So crazy. it started in July 1999, and it ran through April of 2021. That is wow. very long. That is Wow. 22 wow. years that, almost. That's a lot. With 275 episodes. So I actually listened to, so a couple of years back, uh, just just going through different podcasts and stuff like that, I started listening to a end of the world like zombie apocalypse podcast. <laughs> I can't even remember what it was, but it was really good. It was very well acted, like the, the sound effects and everything. It was really cool. Uh, one of my friends, this was 
10 years ago plus. And uh, one of my friends, I knew he would really enjoy it. So I downloaded all of the episodes, put them on discs for him so that he could take it on his drive to work. Um, But yeah, so it, 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 I really enjoyed it. I probably need to go back and see whatever happened to that show. Yeah. I feel like the, the art of, of audio performance, um, other than this illustrious podcast, of course, <laughs> there we go. Um, has largely been lost because every it's all everything's video. I mean, I, I know we're all feeling that. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I know we're feeling that, but I think there actually has been a resurgence because of podcasts in mm-hmm. audio drama. I hope so. I hope so. Well, everybody's got a podcast now. Even that's true. So my daughter, uh, our youngest, is in middle school, and they're doing a audio production in her theater class. So okay. she was, she's actually, her and a friend of hers are on the Foley team. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. That's nice. solid. I like it. Not the Mick Foley team, just the regular. <laughs> Not the Mick Foley team. <laughs> different. <laughs> different thing. Oh, man. Anisha bought me a book of dad jokes for Christmas. So I've been, uh, nice. I've been really living it. Up. I've been studying up. It's good stuff. But anyway, uh, speaking of episode 275 of the Family Gamers Podcast, the Family Gamers Podcast is sponsored by First Move Financial. Did you know that? I did. Did you know that you can talk to our sponsor, First Move Financial, for free? I did. First Move is a fee-only firm, which means that until you sign on as a client, you're not paying to talk to them. Speaking of the fee, we've mentioned before that it's different than other advisors, and it is. Instead of focusing solely on clients that already have millions saved, because that's not us, uh, First Move wants to be able to help younger clients as well that have more income than savings. So the fee is based on your income and your net worth not how much you invest with them. If you're curious what it would cost to get help from First Move, you can visit firstmovefinancial.com slash familygamers and scroll down. There's a calculator there where you can enter your income and net worth and it will tell you your estimated monthly fee. All right. Thanks so much to First Move Financial for sponsoring the show. I was looking things up. They have sponsored nearly 100 episodes. We're yeah. like three episodes away from First Move sponsoring 100 episodes of the show, which is amazing. And they've been That's a great really sponsor. Cool. And they've been, they've been really, really awesome to work with to do this stuff. So we immensely appreciate it. All right. At this point, uh, I think it's time for us to talk about what we've been playing. Um, have you guys been playing any games over there? There's been a lot of unmatched going on um, with the new there's, set that just came out. There's always <laughs> there's a lot. always unmatched. Yeah. Yes. We love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we've been digging into the characters in volume two, uh, uh-huh. which has been really good. We actually we had to do our Friday night uh, fight on Saturday morning, morning? Yeah. Uh, because we got our booster shots and man, that thing took us out like uh, 24 uh, hours later. We yeah, were like, wow. Oh no, my body hurts so bad. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we had, we had a good time this morning. Um, I won against Aaron, uh, Sherlock versus, uh, um, Sun Wukong. Yep. Mm-hmm. So nice. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Another game that we've been playing a lot of is Floriferous. And Ryan Ooh. actually got that for me for Christmas. It's by the same people that made Herbaceous. Yep. Yep. Um, and so that's a really fun and beautiful game. Yeah. That so have you have you all tried Floriferous? We have played neither. Okay. So Herbaceous is is a really good like it does set collection really well but there's this uh like there's a community garden area where when you draw a card you decide whether it's a community garden card or your own garden and then the other card that you draw becomes the whatever the opposite of what you chose in floriferous like the beauty's all there but there's these lines of cards there's a scoring row which uh, gives you scoring criteria. And then there's two, uh, there's a line of cards for each player and there's different bonuses on different cards, depending on the number of players. Some 
cards are flipped over. And it's really cool because you're getting everybody's drafting a card line, a column by column, knowing what the scoring criteria is for everybody at like the, the communal scoring criteria, but then also you can score based on the color of your flower, the type of bugs you collect, how many different flowers. So it's, it's always changing. Yeah. Like, mm, yeah, it's really good. And it plays, it plays really well at two players, but we played it with, with my brother and sister-in-law recently and uh, plays great at I four really players. I really enjoyed it at four players. Yeah. I was surprised. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's really good. Floriferous has been a good surprise. Sweet. So um, we've got a big list of games because we played (laughs) a bunch of games on New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day. Yeah, we did. As we usually do. I'll start. Um, So we picked up at PAX Unplugged, we picked up a copy of Chai, courtesy of Dan Kazmaier. Nice. Deep games. Have you played Chai? We did. Uh, we saw a demo. Jazz Cruise showed us a demo of uh, Chai T for Two. It's the mm-hmm. two player. It's right. it's an mm-hmm. offshoot of it. Um, right. We're really interested in that one. We have not played Chai though. So Chai is. It's really interesting because it seems like it's going to be a lot more complex and like heavy as you set the game up. But yeah, then there's once a lot you get of into the game, then- like it flows super fast. So. Basically, it is some kind of set collection. You're you're trying to collect uh, sets to serve customer orders. So mm-hmm. you might need a couple of different tiles, but also like market tiles, but also some stuff from your pantry. So there's kind of two different currencies, if you will. Pantry tokens are pretty much just drafted out of the pantry, almost like a ticket to ride kind of thing where you, you take things out of the pantry or you can blind draw pantry items. But then there's the market, which is also, I guess, a currency-based market. You're buying things with coins. With coins. You get some coins just by going to the market, but if you don't spend everything, you you know, you have some stuff that you can kind of bring with you. But the market's really interesting because it's sliding tiles. So the far left is the cheapest stuff, but and as you move to the right, things get more expensive. But if, as you buy things off the left, stuff slides down, so you can kind of chain some things together. So you might buy some stuff, things slide down, and then you could buy something that would have been more expensive, but now it's mm-hmm. cheaper. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so there's definitely a like a kind of a potion explosion-y kind of logic puzzle to the buying of market tiles. And you're doing both of those things, getting pantry tokens and market tiles in order to fulfill these orders. And honestly, like that's pretty much the game. There's a little bit more to it, but like that's, that's the most gist of, of what's yeah. going on. The production value on this, like we have the deluxe version, which has like metal coins instead of cardboard coins. And mm-hmm. there's like one or two other things that are that are nice about it. But nice. For the most part, like it's, I mean, everything else is pretty standard. Even the non-deluxe version, the non-deluxe is version real like nice. the production quality is excellent on this nice. game, and it's just, it's just nice. You know, there's some situations like we played it at three players, and you're a little bit subject to kind of the the luck of the order of uh, in terms of the way cards come out, just in terms yeah. of people having different kinds of tiles available to you mm-hmm. know pay for certain customers or whatever. But generally speaking, like it's just a a, a really nice, well produced kind of a like I, set collection is kind of the wrong term because you're not really collecting sets that are intrinsically set worthy. Well, I mean, you're it's just, order fulfillment. Yeah, it's order fulfillment. Yeah, yeah. 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 But um, one of the things I really love about it is that what they've done is they've put a lot of characters from like science fiction and fantasy or even real life that are kind of well known for liking tea in this game. So, mm-hmm. like, there is a card that is very clearly Jean-Luc Picard. 
Like, oh, really? it's, it's it's him. And there's another one that's very that's clearly um, Alice and the March Hare at the Mad Hatter's tea party. Right. That's um, funny. The, the Queen yeah. of England, there's a card for her. I don't know if you ever watched Avatar The Last Airbender, but the uncle uh, is very he's obviously in tea. the game. Yeah, and he's he, crazy about tea. Yeah. Like, he opens a tea store later on in the series. Like, he's in the game. Like, so there's a lot of callbacks artistically to a lot of characters in fantasy or even in real life, uh, which just kind of like it adds another layer of interest to the game. So it's just really fun in that way. It's just, it's just nice. <laughs> it's, it's chai, That's which, cool. you know, I mean, Hey, it was developed by a couple of Canadians. So what are you going to do? It's nice. Well, I f- <laughs> I, you mentioned, you mentioned kind of like the little jokes in there and stuff. I think about like, uh, we really liked our travels. And so mm-hmm. in our sure. travels, like all these different things um, you, you were talking about, just just geeky stuff you know there's star wars references and there's doctor who references and like there's just really cool stuff that people are gonna like see the card and they're gonna chuckle they're gonna enjoy it you know and have like these little uh little nerdy jokes Uh, i enjoy it when games are doing that stuff yeah it really adds like a kind of a subtext of richness to the game yeah yeah which i really like yeah i agree on the complete opposite end of the spectrum (laughs) we also played a game called delt which is just a little card game from Amigo. Mm-hmm. We played the longest game of Delt ever. The longest game you could possibly play. Um, the object of Delt is to not be the last person with cards still in your hand. It's to go out before. It's to go out. You know, gotcha. yeah. Before anyone um, else. Not any, everyone else, but anyone just else. Just anyone else, yeah. Okay. Um, Delt is that uh, strange genre of game where you don't have a winner, you have a single loser, and everybody else are the winners at the end of the game. Oh. <laughs> okay. um, so it is very mean, and it's basically a trick-taking game, except the tricks don't matter. You're just trying to get stuff out of your hand. Yeah, it's, it's really more about hand destruction than trick-taking. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> mm, that's that said, cool. I think it was fun. I'd be happy to play it, it, it again. It was entertaining. It was entertaining. So you said the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I thought you were actually going to reference a different game that we played the same weekend, which um, have you guys ever heard of Poetry for Neanderthals? Yeah, that's uh, from uh, the illustrations from the oatmeal, and yep. that was from uh, yep, yep, yep. So. The exploding kitten people. I've never, I've never played it, but I see it. It's a, it's a. I don't think it's a Target exclusive, but it's at Target. That's where so. I've seen it on a shelf. Yep, uh, is a Target. So here's what we learned about poetry for Neanderthals. Uh, I apparently am really good at giving one-syllable clues, and Anitra is apparently really bad at giving one-syllable clues. I'm good at interpreting uh, other people's clues, but uh, I'm bad at giving oh, clues. Yeah, so basically okay. the way this game works is that you have, I guess, two teams? I don't I don't know how many yeah. teams you need. You it's know. supposed to be two teams. Okay. And so you have a clue giver, and they, they take a card, and it has two words on it. And like one word is easy, and the second is kind of like the harder version of the same thing. So it might be like party and puppy party would be mm-hmm. an example. So what the clue giver has to do is give clues to the other person or people on their team that are, have to be one syllable and obviously mm-hmm. can't be whatever the words are on the card to get them to say, you know, what, whatever this thing is. So you would say if it, if it was party and puppy party, it would be something like, you know, fun, kids, age, up, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. trying to. Friends, and, and, lots, lots of friends. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. And then okay. and so they would guess party and then you'd say woof, small woof, you know, and then, you know, you try to, that that's the idea. And if you listen to it, you sound like kind of like a Neanderthal. It's more right? fun if you sound like a Neanderthal right. when you do it. Um, anyway. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. 
so the gimmicky parts of this, I mean, that part is already gimmicky. So if you, you know, if you get the first one, it's one point. If you get the the more complicated one, it's three points. If the clue giver says either something on the card or they use a multi, uh, a multisyllabic word, yes, mm-hmm. there is an assigned judge person on the other team who has an inflatable mm-hmm. club and they hit you in the head with it. Nice. <laughs> and and you lose a point. And you lose a point. Yeah. Uh, and and that's it. Burn through these cards as fast as you can. Rick had a game called Caveman Curling. And for some reason, I want to say that there's a blow-up club in that for some reason. Mm-hmm. That you, I don't remember why it was you hit the other person, but it's like a it's like a shuffleboard type of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, he had it. I think he's got it up for sale right now. Actually, <laughs> I think I prefer the inflatable club to the buzzer. Oh, and sure. Yeah, that's fine. Well, I mean, like, yeah. listen, like Winner Winner Chicken Dinner had the noise making chicken in it. Like, oh yeah, I'm yeah. here for all this weird junk in the box. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. Honestly, like as gimmicky and dumb as it is, I like the inflatable club because. It's honestly less destructive than a buzzer that takes you out of the moment more. Uh-huh. And yeah. secondly, it means that somebody from the other team really gets involved and invested in oh, catching yeah. you yeah. because yeah. it means they get to hit you. They want That's to good. You, yeah. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And and the thing is, like, the way the rules are defined, literally the person with the club is the only person that can call the other person call wrong. Foul. So, yeah. like, okay. so Anitra had the club at one point and the other team was giving clues and um, the wife of the team gave a, a bad clue, and I was like, "Ah!" But I'm not. I'm not supposed to do that. It's it uh, only a Nietzsche can do You're it. So like, oh, that was the last time we funny. gave her the club. Hey. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that is uh, poetry for Neanderthals. That's cool. Nice. I know we often play these complex and like you know erudite games, but not always. That's not funny. all the time. Well, um, I was going to mention uh, one of the games that we actually purchased. This was our last game purchase at the end of. 2020 uh 2021 i'm i don't know what year it is it's okay i don't i have no <laughs> You're not the only one. so uh last game purchase 2021 was cape may um, okay from yeah. Thunderworks games yeah that was a game I, I love city building games i love things that deal with like city blocks and grids and you know resources and all the stuff i i'm just a fan of that stuff and so um cape may is really really good like i really enjoy it i don't know what player count i prefer it out i really want to play it at four players but we played it at three and two and I like it. I lose every time. It's another. <laughs> it's another one of those games that I lose at constantly. But I really enjoy it. Have you it won during. it at all? No. Uh, no. No. I won by one point. Okay. Okay. The first time I taught it. Um, but Kate May's. Re- Really cool because you're um, you've got these little houses. Uh, you've got cardboard chips for your beginning like houses, uh, and then your beginning shops, and then you upgrade them with money that you get from round to round and you upgrade them with, uh, uh, with these little plastic homes. And then you, the homes actually can be marked as landmarks by putting fencing around it. It's really cool. Um, and the scoring in it, it's a little area control, a little bit of like, you're trying to get things in the most expensive part of the town, more toward the beach. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really good. Cape May was a real surprise for, uh, well, I don't know if it was a real surprise because I thought I'd like it a lot. And it ended up like after playing it four times at the end of last year, I was like, well, this is a top 10. Yeah. You know? I love that game. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to play a round of it at Unplugged and I enjoyed what I played. It reminded me a little bit of uh, of New York 1901 with like four layers on top. 
Okay. Yeah. Which, which is fine, which is, which is good. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I came away from it with the, you know, this isn't really a family game. Like, I don't think it's super complicated, but it just, I don't think the theme would interest our kids at like at all. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely like the historic nature of like Cape May, New Jersey. I couldn't, (laughs) the one thing I'm going to, I'm going to be like, when I describe it to our kids to get them to play, I'm going to be like, you put these houses here and it's really cool. And there's these birds you gotta collect birds that's how i'm gonna describe it i'm yeah. not gonna There's be like birds and flowers and houses and they're yeah. awesome yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna say these are real world events from cape may new jersey <laughs> each time a new uh newspaper article comes out you find out what happened they wouldn't care yeah i would not <laughs> right right but no it, it does it's got that nice kind of peaceful just kind, kind of like uh kind of like chai it's just nice yeah, yeah. It's just nice. I mean, totally different yeah. game, but yeah. Yeah. We, it, same New Year's event, because that's when we got all of our gaming for the last weekend, uh, we introduced some friends of ours to Quacks of Quedlinburg. Yes, that was a Love big game. Uh, which they yeah. liked so much that uh, they immediately asked us to play it again. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> so we could play whatever you want to. And they're like, oh, well, we would like to play Quacks again. I'm like, uh, okay. okay, we can Quacks do that. Quacks it is. So that was a huge hit. That game That's is cool. awesome. I love I mean, it. So, so do you have the do you have the uh, the geeky bits? The little uh, we do. Like yeah, tiles? a friend of mine kind of bought them for us as like a thing. We we did a That's a, cool. We did him a solid, and uh, and he he got the the geek bits for us as like a thank you gift. And then my sister three nice. D printed up these like really nice like cargo boxes. They kind of look like yes, That's cool. Um, yes. And the and the books yeah, sit the books in slide the like into the, so you it's open them up cool. and there's a little notch and you can slide the books in. So. I've seen that on Thingiverse and uh, yep. like I I my brother has a 3D printer. He I need to get him. I just need to show up at his house and be like, listen, <laughs> yeah, I need you to print this now. Right, yeah, and they're awesome. Um, but, they're they're so great. Yeah, we don't we don't have the geek bit uh, the acrylic tiles, but we did. I I went with coin capsules, so I went ahead and mm-hmm. I did it the cheap way and bought like twelve dollars worth of coin capsules. Yeah, and it it I mean it's much nicer mm-hmm. just having coin capsules. You know, well just, I was honestly doing you know, the research on which ones to buy when these like showed up. The, the, it was this, oh, that's it cool. was this surreptitious plan uh, <laughs> yeah. that was concocted. My buddy uh, worked with Anitra and our oldest. And I was like, to all sneak right. them into the house. So yeah, to sneak them there into the house. Go. And it was, and each said, well, why don't we have a family game night? And I'm like, all right, you know, I can't say no to that. And, there we go. You know, and then she was like, well, you know what? Claire did XYZ today. Why don't we let her pick the game? Okay. And Claire's like, I want to play Quacks. Okay. You know, and then they brought it upstairs and they're like, dad, can you set it up? And I'm like, sure. And I go to open the box and they're like stuffed in the box. I'm like, oh, it was, that's <laughs> awesome. It was adorable. It was very cute. That's cool. I, I hear this playing out in my head where everybody's like acting really terribly where it's like oh claire it is your turn to pick the game why don't you pick it tonight darling you know it's it's, it's like one of those commercials where they get the professional football players to be the actors in the commercials yes yes this is who i go to to buy my car yes yes. (laughs) so good yeah we didn't have to act well for long just long enough for him to you know, humor us and open the box. Right. I'm a good sport. Yes. I mean, you know, I'm not going to fight back on somebody wanting to play quacks. I think, I think I remember being like, it's Claire wants to play quacks. It's kind of weird, but I mean, all right, I'm here for that. <laughs> you know, I'm suspicious, so, but it worked out. So. I, I will point out once again, we have the herb, Witches expansion, 
We have never played with the expansion other than the fact that it gives us a fifth player and we've played with the local weed. Yeah. Someday, someday we will get around to figuring out all of the other stuff, but yeah. it's, well, it's such gonna, a good base game. That, yeah, it's going to take us yeah. playing it two players because I don't, I just, I can't deal with learning those new rules with the noise of children around us, right? So it, it'll yeah. be the two of us playing it two players. We'll add it on and then we'll understand it and then we can introduce and it And then to we'll them, show it to them. And then we'll be good. Sure. Yeah. I've heard the Herb Witches expansion is really good. That's been on my wish list for a little while. It's hopefully, you know, that's the other thing. It's like when we introduce something to that, it's like now I've got to buy more coin capsules. So it's mm-hmm. not just the cost it's just not it's not just the cost of that now i gotta buy right. more coin capsules yeah. and do i want to spend more money you know and it's the time to put it all together again too yes. well, and that was the that was the killer thing like for us because like when you get the geek bits then you also have to turn around and buy the expansion geek bits yep which thankfully our, like your you know, friend, our friend was kind enough to do so, yeah but, man that's but, such a good friend i know but i i had already had my sister print all these um these containers but you need the bigger ones for the acrylic. Half I'm of like, them didn't fit anymore. I'm like, hey, I'm oh, sorry, no. but can you do these all over again? She's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How about uh, one more from you guys before we take a break? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's look. Uh, uh, we could talk about uh, – I taught Aaron Great Western Trail. Yeah. So, that's great. Um, so Great Western Trail is one of those games that I've had on my, I had on my wish list for a while. And I took it off of my wish list because – there was another game that came around. I was like, I like this one a lot. It's a little cheaper. I'll just buy this and skip, or I put it that on my wish list and great Western trail kind of fell by the wayside. But with the second edition version coming out, Aaron got me that for Christmas this year. And so Aaron signed up by buying this for me. She signed up to fully sit down for (laughs) two and a half hours and learn that thing with me. Uh, And I'd played it two or three times in the past but I wanted to go through the rules and everything. So it was me sitting at the breakfast, uh, sitting there during breakfast for an hour by myself, setting everything up, then her sitting down and then me for 40 minutes, just talking at her. Oh my it God. Was it. Yeah. It ended up being worth it. It so. was worth it. So, yeah. but by the end of it, I think you liked it. Didn't I loved you? it. Yeah. Yeah. I beat you by a little bit. So. You did. You did. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's great. Western trail is not really a family game, but if, if you're looking for a game that kind of, it's a little more crunchy. It's a little, you know, it, it's it got like a really solid theme to it. There's a lot of ways to score points, and um, it's really good. Uh, and I'm glad now that I own it, and I'm glad I own the second edition. So Awesome. Fair yeah, cool. I mean, obviously we've seen it, um, you know, but it's just I, – I, I'm really trying – I have a list of games that I really want, <laughs> which is – Single digits. I, I have to keep it at single digits. But like there generally speaking, I pretty much have a moratorium on games. Like until I clear out the shelf of shame, opportunity, shelf of opportunity. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. The multiple that, shelves yeah, of opportunity. Which is, I think, hold on, five and a half cubes of our Calyx is. Oh. yeah, yeah. That's what it is. So that's not. That's too much. It's too much. But yeah. um, you know, real life and all. We, we don't have, I'm trying to think, we have a couple unplayed games. It's not very much, but we do have a lot of games that like, we probably need to say goodbye to them, you know? Yeah, so, we do. And I think we're probably at that point where we need to just pull a stack, set them aside and say, we'll just let them go for, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So right. it's about that. It's about that time. 
So. Yeah, and and I mean, we've done a lot of that too. Just the just the epic purge, where it's like I I basically don't even care what I get for these anymore. I just want them to find better homes than mine. Yeah, yes. kind of yep. thing. Yeah. So, so where they'll actually get played. There's ebbs and flows. We did a, a couple really painful ones in 21, and uh, mm-hmm. and hopefully we'll knock out at least a couple plays on these. Because like, even if I look at a game and I'm like, yeah, it's time to get rid of this. Like, that means I want to play it one more time. You know, to kind of make my peace with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. so some of the stuff that's on here is is kind of in that category. Yeah. 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 So, all right. right. Well, on that note, um, (laughs) why don't we take a quick break? And when we come back, we'll talk about games to play as a couple. Yeah. Like that was the tease. I don't even know if I mentioned that at the top of the show or Eh, if you mentioned it at the top of the show, but Aaron and Brian are a couple and Anitra and I are a couple. And so we have a couple of thoughts about couples games. Oh my goodness. Oh, come on. That was awesome. (laughs) That was pretty good. Oh, really? (laughs) Really? Anyway. Anyway. So, so (laughs) you guys have a list of five. Uh, We have a list of five. Um, so we'll kind of we'll go around Robin on those um, after we take a break. All right. Sounds good. We're right back. If you take dwarves and you put dwarves in mines, we learned this from Disney, what happens? Uh, they hammer gemstones, obviously. That, that's what they do. Hi ho, hi ho, right? That's the premise behind Hammer Time. This is a snap review for Hammer Time. Hammer Time is a game for two to four players ages five and up. It was designed by Sean Graham and Scott Huntington, and it's published by Hoppa. So let's talk about the art in Hammer Time. I love the jewels. The hammer and the flipped box, very clever, make this a very satisfying game to play. The cards are fine. As an adult, I do wish they were a little bit bigger, which would have made the pictures on them a little bit clearer. They are very pretty, though. So let's talk about the mechanics and how to play Hammer Time. Sure. So you take that bottom half of the box and put it upside down. When you first get the game, there's going to be a little sticky neoprene mat that you actually stick onto the bottom half of the box. Then you dump out all of the gems. Onto it and maybe onto the floor. Maybe onto the floor. But then clean those up. On your turn, use the hammer to hit the box until at least one gem falls off. Then count the gems that fell. If you knocked off nine or more, you have woken the dragon. And immediately, you end your turn. But if you have eight or fewer gems, use them to score. Start by checking the common task card. If you fulfilled it, you flip it over and get a joker gem. Then place gems on matching spots on your current wagon card. Any leftover gems go back onto the box bottom, and it's the next player's turn. The first player to fill all four of their wagons triggers the end of the game. Finish the round. The winner is whoever has the most finished wagons, or task cards in the case of a tie. There is a master variant. This has you roll a die before taking your turn. Each of the six sides of the die has a different way to make your hammering more difficult. Using only the handle, not being able to use your thumb, having to put your head on the table, closing your eyes. We highly recommend this variant. It makes for a great equalizer between adults and kids when you play. And it's interesting and challenging in a different kind of way, which we really like. So let's talk about what we expect in this game. I get to hammer the box in this game? Yep. Sounds like a hit. It is fun to hit the box. And as always, we love games with plastic gems in them. They're so pretty, and they make us want to collect them. 
Now, true to usual Haba style, there is no reading required in this game. Even the task cards themselves do a really good job indicating the requirements without using words. And Asher pointed this out to me. The sides of the box show the six dwarf poses associated with the size of the Master Variant die. So let's talk about the surprises in Hammer Time. Here's the thing. Nobody wants to have Hammer Time and then stop. Everybody wants stop Hammer Time. But seriously, I really thought a game about hitting stuff would go over well, right? But our kids actually didn't enjoy this game that much. No, none of our kids really did. I think it's because you have very little control over which gems you actually knock off the box. And the specific requirements for the wagons can feel really challenging. If you go a round or two without getting the one or two specific gems you currently need, you'll suddenly be very far behind the rest of the players as they progress and fill their wagons. And let's face it, when you tell kids they want to hit something, they... (laughs) They want to hit it hard. It's natural. I mean, I do too, right? But the game penalizes that. If you hit more than eight gems off, you get nothing. Right. So, do we recommend Hammer Time from Habba? Well, Hammer Time has all the ingredients to be a hit. But mixing all these ingredients didn't come out quite the way we hoped. Plus, you don't let me make dad jokes about this game. (laughs) because it's the one joke over and over again. It's a good joke. <laughs> it's a pretty good, pretty fun family game, but unfortunately, it's it's not super great for the low end of its stated age range. It looks like there's a lot more skill involved in this game than there is. It's mostly luck. So, Nietzsche, what are we going to rate Hammer Time from Hoppa? I think we're going to give it two and a half out of five handy hammers. And that's Hammer Time in, in a, a Snap. snap. here with Ryan and Aaron Gutowski from One Board Family, and we're going to talk about games for couples. Yep, we sure are. And you know what we'll do? We'll just launch right into this with a game that we've already talked about that is, I mean, these games are not ranked. None of this is ranked. But if we were to rank these, this would be number one, I think. (laughs) Probably. Probably, definitely. Uh, And that is the Unmatched series from Restoration Games. It is so good. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, we sat down, we played two rounds today. I was Achilles and Patroclus from um, Battle of Legends Volume 2. And I was Yanenga. And you were Yanenga. I'm really liking Yanenga. You killed me the first time. And like, I would say two-thirds of the way through the second match, I was like, this is ridiculous. I just, I can't get cards to do anything. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be a maniac and just run after you and attack you as much as possible. And then you ran out of cards. And you just couldn't defend. And I was just like, and then once Patroclus dies, Achilles gets like super overpowered. Yep. Uh-huh. And I did end up winning that game, even though I thought two thirds of the way through that I was going to lose. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I sat down to play and I, we were like two or three turns into the first game of it. And I looked at Anitra and I said, every time I'm playing this game, I love playing this game. Like, why do I not mm-hmm. play this game even more? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just it's just so good. It The system is so excellent. It's got so yeah. much support. Maybe those Marvel sets will even come out this year. Yeah, well, and yeah. I, I, I think the thing about Unmatched is there's there's layers there of like it's very thematic. So mm-hmm. you know, if you find a character you love, then you will probably love playing that character as well. Yeah, yeah. But also, you need to be aware of the person or people you're playing against, and you know what their style is going to be. Uh, yeah. More so with some characters than with others. I 
an obvious example is Sherlock Holmes, where you're trying mm-hmm. to predict things that yes. are in the other player's hand. But even, yeah. you know, even with your more standard characters, you want to decide, hey, is this person going to try to keep running away from me? You mm-hmm. know, can I hang back and build up my hand again? Or do I need to chase them because of what else is going right. on? So, yeah. so now that Winnie the Pooh is in public domain. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's <laughs> Winnie the, the Pooh that match could be interesting. Yeah. Jekyll and Hyde and Winnie the Pooh. I think <laughs> the two of them going toe to toe. Super weird. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think it'll ever happen, but hey. <laughs> you know. Although so. one, th- one other thing that's cool about Unmatched, and you know, I dabbled in it a little bit, not making my own, but there are so many like genuinely excellent fan-made decks for unmatched. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Ryan, I think you invited me to, you know, one of those Facebook groups um, Mm -hmm. where that Mm -hmm. guy was making like a a Link and Zelda deck or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. And his, the art was tremendous. Like the cards were really good. Sure. I was like, oh man. There's hundreds of decks out there. There's thousands of decks, but there's hundreds that people are actually playing with and testing. And so there's an entire, there's actually an entire app that you can use that, that pulls in those decks. Um, so it's, it's just really cool. Um, I I do love the fact that it is, it's not only a game, but it's a community, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm. it's, we see it, you know, with Friday night fight, Friday night fight was a way for Aaron and I to cope with not having our, game time on the week going into the weekends and stuff and it was us kind of coping at the at the start of the pandemic we were like okay well let's live stream something that we can do every week because this doesn't seem like it's going to go away in 10 days hey, um, good call and, yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> foresight there um but we and and we found a community you know we find dozens and dozens of people who watch hundreds of people who watch us every week and then people who reach out to us and then we talk to them and and it's really cool. And it's not just in the U S we've had people from Costa Rica and Australia and people reach out to us and say, Hey, love the Friday night fight. It's amazing. It's, it's a real cool community. So it it, it is, you know, and and they really, obviously they took that star Wars Epic dual system and kind of iterated on a little bit, but it's such a clean and simple and straightforward system. You know, you know, the, the fact that they can put all of the rules in a booklet, like a small booklet. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, every and and continually come up with these new kind of extra pieces that they add in, but still manage to keep it pretty much balanced across all the sets is a small miracle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I've yeah. told Aaron, you know, even playing with somebody who like Deadpool, Deadpool is not a competitive character no. at all, but even playing with Deadpool, it's fun. Like I still have fun, even though I know 90% chance I'm going to lose. Mm-hmm. I mean, know? I think a lot of the time if we play with that character, mm-hmm. we play because it's super entertaining. Right. Yes. Like what's, right. The th- what's on the cards. Yeah. 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 All right, so you want us to yeah, give us absolutely. a two-player game? Yeah. So uh, A Gentle Rain, Aaron. Um, that one, so A Gentle Rain is from Mondo Games. Uh, it was uh, developed by Kevin Wilson, and it's a really chill solo player game. But what's cool is that Aaron and I have taken this out on a date night, yeah. and we have went and ate ramen and played a gentle rain on the table. Um, the premise is that you're flipping over tiles and deciding where they're going to go in the pond. Uh, it has to match like the flower pieces. Each side has a different color flower piece, and it has to match the same color flower piece on mm-hmm. on another Jason tile. And anytime you match, all where, four, yeah, sides. all four yeah. sides, and there's a 
you basically make an, an indented circle. Uh, you get to place a lily pad, a flower on a lily pad in the middle of the pond. And it's just really chill. Um, I think I appreciate this game a lot because when you open the box, it says, take a deep breath and relax. Really, in the rule book, it says the first thing that they tell you to do is to put on comfortable clothing. Comfortable and loose <laughs> <Wow>. clothing. <laughs> yeah. right. um, it t- they tell you to turn on soft music and make yourself a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. So it really is it's very calm, a very calming mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. And we gave it as a gift to someone yep. um, who struggles with a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And, and that person will actually bring it out and just play it by themselves. Yeah. And That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's really good. And if there's any couples out there that you're not sure how you feel about cooperative gaming, but you do want something that's relaxing. This is, this is a great thing. Uh, a gentle rain is, is one of those things that easily fits in somebody's purse, fits in a it's book bag. Yeah. You can carry it into a restaurant and just make some space on the table um, and, and play it, you know? Nice. So. Yeah. I don't remember. It might've been when we were talking about Tang Garden, this kind of idea that games are getting to the point where there's so much saturation in the market that a lot of people are really exploring different ways in which games can be used. Yeah. And, you know, this sounds like something where, yes, it's a game and it's got the mechanics of a game there, but, you know, the almost the purpose of the game is something that is tangential to the playing of the game, right? Like, it, the whole point of this is to do all those other things, to calm down, to, yes. you know, to create the environment in which you're having a calming experience and also mm-hmm. you're playing a game at the same time. Right. Yeah. Which is yeah. cool. I like that. Yeah. Yep. That's good stuff. Yep. Well, uh, the next one on our list is not not exactly a, a calming experience. It has the word duel in the name. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and this is Seven Wonders Duel. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we had played Seven Wonders like on BGA and stuff like that. And I picked up a copy of Seven Wonders. But then I heard a lot of people saying, well, if, if you're really going to be playing it primarily at two players, like Seven Wonders Duel is better. Yeah. So then I ended up actually before we ever played our copy of Seven Wonders picking up Seven Wonders Duel and we got that to the table a couple of times and then I purged our copy of Seven Wonders because we realized we would never play it. Seven Wonders Duel is much easier to get to the table anyway. You really need at least three players to to play Seven Wonders Mm -hmm. effectively and it takes up a huge amount of table space. Seven Wonders Duel is not a small game, but it's perfectly manageable as a, you know, two-player Well, it is a two-player game. No, but I mean like... It doesn't overtake the table yeah, yeah, yeah. in the same well, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unlike a gentle rain, you would not bring this on a date. Like no. it's not. It doesn't have. There's too many pieces and too much. Yeah. You know, of, of that kind of thing. But yeah, you don't want to throw the salt shaker and the barbecue sauce <laughs> off the table no, and be like, no. "This is on the floor." <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you could do that maybe at Texas Roadhouse, but probably no, not anywhere let's, else. Let's not do that. <laughs> but um, it's just an excellent game. We really love it. It's very quick back and forth, uh, and that's Seven Wonders Duel. Rick loves Seven Wonders Duel. He he did. I think he did a review for us years ago on it. It it's replaced Seven Wonders for him, I believe. So, mm-hmm. since you said duel, let's go with Duelasaur Island, Aaron. Oh, so, sure. Yeah. yeah so uh, in that same duel category, Duelasaur Island is uh, Pandasaurus Games. What was this? Twenty eight, twenty seventeen. That somewhere sounds around about there. right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's a, few a years two-person version of Dinosaur Island, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I actually like this way better than Dinosaur Island. It has a lot of the same components it, the same point where you're where you're trying to manage like the type of animals that are coming into the zoo that you're creating pens for you're drafting different 
cards for like specialists and people to be in, uh, to be on your staff. It's a really good head to head dinosaur park building game. It's, it does something that dinosaur Island couldn't do. Uh, it does something that, you know, Draftosaurus can't do and make it really competitive and really fun at two players. Huh. Neat. Yeah. So That's yeah, neat. I'm trying to see what uh 2018 copyright. Right. So there you go. Yeah. And it's it's got the same, you know, the production quality with the big amber dice and everything else, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's really good. Awesome. Well, next on our list is We're back we're back into calmness. Back we're, into calmness. We're back into <laughs> Zen kind chill. Of, except we're still trying to kill each other. Nice <laughs> nicely. Nicely, nicely kill each other. Yeah. Uh with Onitama, which oh, I will take over chess. Yes. Any day of the week. Oh, yeah. Yes. My son will ask me to play chess, and I basically only say yes if we're away from home. And so, the, you know, chess is mm. the only option. I much prefer Onitama because there are fewer pieces and yep. it's more predictable Yeah, what moves are available. See, I feel like Onitama is a game that you could take to ramen. Like, I feel yeah. like it yeah, would fit. Yeah, definitely. It would fit, yeah. you know, something like that. Um, Someone borrowed our copy of Onitama probably two years ago. Three years. Three years, and we can't remember who it was, and we oh, still no. don't have it back, and oh, we no. have greatly missed that oh, game. Yeah, it's been gone yeah. from our collection for three years now. Yeah. And so yeah, I, 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 but that's the thing. It was before I started, like, hey, when you check something out, I'm just going to put it into a spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> now I have that system, yeah. but. You know, hindsight. Yeah. Right. So. And our son really likes to, our 16-year-old really likes he to really play Onitama as well. Yeah. So that's a great game. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I remember when we first saw this, it was at the first PAX Unplugged. And it was almost like an out-of-body experience playing this game. I mean, I know it sounds stupid, but like we were standing in the Arcane Wonders booth and there was like the convention in, convention buzz. There was no particular conversation. It was just this... 15,000 of my closest friends making a lot of noise, yeah. but I stood in front of this, this like Onitama table and it just kind of like, I was just in the board cause it's so simple mm-hmm. and elegant and, and really calming because there's just, it's not, you mentioned chess. Like, it's not like you're trying to take in, you have 16 pieces and you're trying to mm-hmm. figure out what's the correct, like you can only move in two ways. Right. right. And so, you know, it's a question of which piece you're going to move in one of those two ways. But yeah, I felt like it was just such a deeply cerebral experience, but it wasn't like a brain burning abstract experience, even though it kind it, it kind of is, but they're just, you yeah. weren't almost like paralyzed with, you know, with analysis. So I really, really, really like that. And there have been a couple of expansions to that game. I played yeah. the first one. I thought it was okay. So I didn't bother with, with the second one. Um, I think we have some like promo moves cards or something like that but yeah. i don't see myself getting any of the expansions but the base game itself is just really nice this is real good yeah we haven't gotten basically because we haven't we lost our copy uh but we haven't gotten any of the expansions but they are um like the game's just really elegant and i love the fact that you can kind of hold back from the other player if you know that they need a certain yes. card you know those cards are rotating through and you're like i'm not gonna give you this ox card or this frog card or whatever mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna hold this and i'm gonna make sure that you don't get it and i'm gonna corner you you know right so, yeah it's really good yeah it's a great game love it all right uh combo clash oh so, good nice. game <laughs> yeah. yeah um this one plays really well at two players it's two to four 
it's played on a grid and you're making combos. I mean, it's basically if you're, if you're used to like gem mining games where you're creating combo with matching gem types or whatever on your phone, you basically know how to play combo class. (laughs) Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. It's, and it's really fun. Like we got to the point where we played this so much last year, last year for my 40th birthday, Aaron threw a, 10 hour game day for me and friends uh, just came through and we played board games all day long and ended the night with a combo clash tournament. And we had, uh, we had this elimination system worked out and uh, it was really fun. It's great because this game does play really well at two players, but then you can play with a whole bunch of people. So yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. it's so good. So it is great. All right. Actually, I think we talked about Combo Clash like last week. Uh, we did because <laughs> did it was okay. one of our one of our top rated uh, reviews for 2021. Right. And speaking of top rated reviews, our next game for couples also would fall under that. It's just a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we said before, we we don't really rank anything on this list, but um, I think if someone were to say, "Hey, I'm looking for you know a game to play as a couple." This is mm-hmm. probably my number one or number two suggestion for them. And that would be Shobu. And yeah, that's Shobu from Shobu's good. So good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so pretty and so like simple and abstract. It's definitely a coffee table display kind of game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for for people unlike us who don't have 300 games on their shelf. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But it's also so elegant to play. Like mm-hmm. I have only ever had one person who I tried to teach Shobu who, who had difficulty with it. And it wasn't even that they didn't understand it. It's just that they kept forgetting how the movement rules right. worked. Yeah. Gotcha. One of the things I love about Shobu is that, I don't know, there's this kind of like feeling that you get when you see two people playing like a board game or something. And there's just like a lot of colorful, like crazy stuff on the board. And you're like, Oh, like they're, playing with a toy kind of like it's that kind of feeling but shobu is so completely different because it's all natural pieces it's wood and rock yeah. and rope of some kind hemp i don't know yep. whatever that you know it's a different kind of feeling when you see someone playing a game like that it's it's almost yep. more like watching people play chess or something like that like it mm-hmm. it's got mm-hmm. that feeling of like a an abstract game that has kind of transcended the gameness yes does that make sense yes yeah 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 well, that's the thing. I think Shobu, I think if you went to a cabin or if you went to an Airbnb or if you went somewhere where you were just staying there and they had that out on the table with a with just trimmed down like quick rule set, man, I feel like people would just jump into it Definitely. so quickly. Yeah, yeah that's the know? right environment for it. Like that's totally like meanwhile, if you, you know, open the door, if you're not a gamer and you open the door and like someone's got like even something like wingspan set up, you'd be like, mm. I don't know if this is happening. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. Like it's just, it's just mm-hmm. a different kind of vibe. I love so it. So who's going to, who's going to pitch this to VRBO? Or <laughs> who's going to pitch this and get, get smirk and dagger in there? I mean, you know? the right answer is Kurt. Uh, okay. <laughs> Kurt, get on that. <laughs> From yeah, smirk and no dagger. Kidding. Yeah. But Synergy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, credit where credit is due. It was Bob from one board yes. family who first, brought Shobu over to me and was like, you must play this game. Uh-huh. <laughs> was this Origins? Bob is, this was at Origins. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. Bob is a Shobu fanatic and a uh, uh, a 
what is it, a Skull King fanatic. I mean, basically, like half the people who play those games are because of Bond. Yeah, it does kind of feel that way sometimes. Um, But it was worth it. I mean, I was skeptical. And then as soon as I started playing, I was like, oh, I like how this game flows. Yeah. And we, we really enjoyed it. I think my fondest memory of that game is sitting at picnic tables outside of our favorite local brewery you know, with a fresh pour from the tap at the brewery. Kids running around. Kids running around like maniacs. Yeah. And yeah. we were playing Shobu. And yeah. there was like five nice. or something. It was nice. It was, it was pretty awesome. Nice. It was a good vibe. Yeah. It's good cool. Vibe. So uh, one of our most played games in the month of December, Aaron. Buried was Treasure. Buried yeah. Treasure. Oh, We've from, been playing this game a ton. Yeah, yes. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Restoration Games brought back a Sid Saxon uh, game uh, from, what, 70s or 80s, I think. And uh, Buried Treasure is really, really good. So whenever whenever I open a rule book and it has a separate section for two-player games, I immediately say, nope, not doing it. You know, (laughs) for some reason, I don't think – I think I'm averse to it because of games like Alhambra that have like a janky two-player rule book. It's like, hey, you can put this person named Chad in it or something. <laughs> like it's, it's just so – like Alhambra is not a good game at two players, mm-hmm. you know? Well, Buried Treasure at two players, it changes the way drafting happens and the setup of the game – and it works really good. Didn't we play it from the beginning at two players? No. So we played three players. We got That's Josiah right. involved. That's right. Yeah. And then when we were at the cabin with your family, me and you were like, let's play it mm-hmm. at two players. Let's give it a fighting chance. I really enjoyed it at two players. And I yeah. was like, this is just as good, maybe better at two players. Sweet. Because nice. there's really difficult decisions. In so the it's a bakery player. and there are different types of pies, chocolate mm-hmm. and strawberry and blueberry and lemon. And you're just trying to... It's very competitive. You're yeah, just trying to yeah. collect the most, um, to score the most at that certain round. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we actually, um, confession time, there is a copy of it about two feet away from us right now. Nice. But it is in the shrink wrap in a box destined to go to someone else who asked me to pick it up for them at PAX Unplugged. Ah, uh, it's so good, though. <laughs> uh-huh. It's so good, yeah. though. Um, we'll play it in a couple of weeks, I think. We'll, fi- we we'll, find, a, yeah. we'll find a way. I hope so. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, all right, Anisha, do you want to do you want to talk about our last one? This was a game that took us completely by surprise. Sure, we kind of I think we kind of picked it up on a lark. I mean, we've talked about it a few times. We have talked about it before. It, this is a game from Mattel, and it's called Voltage. Um, it is a two player only game, and the whole concept. Here oh yeah, I've is seen that. that you're, yep, you're changing the voltage on these four different suits, basically back and forth flipping back and forth, positive and negative. Mm-hmm. And you're just trying to win enough suits mm-hmm. out of the four. Get a majority. I yeah, think. pretty much. Yeah. But it, the, the, the premise is, you know, this kind of electrical thing. And so there's circuit breaker card that you yeah. play that kind of change the direction of things. And you're, you're constantly trying to like increase the values uh, of, of the, of the different suits kind of on your side. But then, you know, people can do things like change the polarity. And that mm-hmm. totally screws it up. So yeah, so it's like you want the highest number if it's positive, but you want the lower number if it's negative, yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. 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 So, so it's this very tight tug of war back and forth the whole time. Yeah, and it's it definitely went through multiple printings because there's different art out there for the yeah. game. So the one that I've All seen right. at Target is yeah. So it's actually uh, it's only seven dollars. Yeah, I just yeah, it's it cheap. On it's Amazon. super cheap. There's yeah. not a lot. Yeah. There's not there's not a lot of pieces in the box. 
right? So it's like four tokens and a and a little board and a bunch of cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that tug of war mentality, that tug of war type of game, is exactly what we're going to end with too. With mm-hmm. uh, Royal Visit, Royal Visit it was republished by Yellow this year, and it was it actually I found it. Um, what was it? Oh. Uh, Shut up and sit down. Had a review of it, mm-hmm. and it is. Uh, we bought it uh, Origins because I was like, you know what? Shut up and sit down. Said a lot of great things about it. Seems like a game that we're going to really enjoy. The game takes about fifteen to twenty minutes. It's card based, and you're pulling back and forth. You're pulling this king and the guards and a wizard, the and wizard, a and they all have different abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're trying to get the crown into your side before the other person does or mm-hmm. the king. Yep. And it's super competitive. It's yeah. fun because it's really competitive, but it's also really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's got basically just a rollout fabric mat. It works really well. And it, this is another one of those games that we've actually taken when we go to oh, yeah. the local Korean restaurant that we enjoy. We've taken this and played it outside on the patio and mm-hmm. it's really good. The it's wooden, really colorful. Too. It is. Yeah. yeah. Right. The wooden pieces, the mats really colorful and you're filtering through these cards so fast because you can only play like cards so you're just kind of like grabbing the cards that you really need you're drawing cards and then holding them and then you're like okay once this person does this i'm gonna play this whole stack of cards because you get eight cards uh, you have a hand of eight cards so it's substantial like the movement in the game feels substantial mm-hmm. so but royal visit is definitely one of our favorite two-player definitely, experiences yeah. if that top three two-player experiences mm-hmm. that we wow. own that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. By the way, Anitra was pulling up Voltage while you were talking, and um, we have, uh, I guess, the old art, which I like about seven million times better. So, but okay, okay. but it's okay. definitely still in print, and you can get it for under ten bucks. That's awesome. So, yeah, yeah that's nice. It's very yeah. The yellow one, the yellow covered one, which is the newer one, that's the one I've seen. I've seen it at Target. I've actually seen it at Ollie's. Uh, have you Ollie's. really? Yeah. So I've seen it at Ollie's before. So. All right. Well, um, that game actually sounds really cool. I have I don't I don't know anything about it, so um, I'm really interested in Royal Visit. You know, just hearing you talk about it and you know saying it's one of your top two player experiences. Like that's really cool. And yeah, it is super colorful. Look at that. Yeah, that's one of those easy suggestions for people. If anytime we hear of people like wanting to have a good two player experience mm-hmm. with their with their spouse or significant other or whatever, especially if they don't want to take like thirty yeah. minutes or an hour, if they just want something quick, yeah. this is great for that. We've played it two or three times. Oh yeah, in, it's in, addictive. Yeah, so easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's it. That's ten games that you could play. I guess ten games. Yeah, ten, ten games, games that you could yep. play with your significant other, or with you know, just even any other person in your life. It yeah. doesn't have to be a significant. It could be you know one of your kids. Or any something like any that. one person yeah. who yep. you want to any play one with. person that you want to play games with. Uh, a couple of these, I think, are actually can be played at more than two players, but um, we're really focusing on that kind of two player experience. So yeah, so now you've got ten more ideas if you didn't know what to get. Yep, definitely. Ryan and Aaron, we really appreciate you guys coming on and talking. I mean, like I said, at the top of the show, we could talk to you guys all night long, but people aren't going to listen all night long. So <laughs> <laughs> we really enjoyed it. Yeah. It yeah. Was really good. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So um, where can people find your stuff on the internets? Yeah. You can uh, head over to oneboardfamily.com. Uh, we have a lot of written content uh, probably at this point, 400 plus 
um, written pieces over there at OneBoardFamily.com. And then we, you know, YouTube, Facebook, all that stuff. We're at OneBoardFamily on all the social networks. Um, and we do a thing called Friday Night Fight. So if you like Unmatched, um, join us. We don't go live every Friday. It was actually really hard to do it over the Christmas season, yeah, over the holidays. Mm-hmm. It's really tough to try to block out that Friday time frame trying to visit family and stuff so we try to go live as often as we can for friday night fight um i think this week we have something coming up on friday but we're going to actually pre-record so you can at least watch it uh when it premieres friday at 9 p.m eastern time very cool awesome. yeah those are a ton of fun um especially when they're live you said this yes. one probably yeah. won't be but that's okay that's okay we'll give you a pass on this one we love we really love interacting with that is probably our our highlight is Definitely. whether and whoever wins or loses whatever it's just really fun getting questions and answering them live and talking about things. And I like it much better when somebody's like, Hey, that was an illegal move. And we correct it immediately. Then us feel stupid. Like three days later when somebody's like played that card wrong. Well, it was a good this morning because um, somebody pointed out something that, that a mistake that I made. And so I corrected it. And then when I did that move later, I realized yeah. that I was about to make that same mistake. And yeah. if we weren't live, I would have made that same mistake yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. I do something similar where, uh, where um, I just tweet at Restoration Games and they respond instantly because Justin Jacobson is amazing. Um, <laughs> Man, they're so good with their Twitter account. <laughs> they, re- they really are. Um, ours was, we weren't 100% sure if you could play a second defense card on a bonus attack. Uh, gotcha. The answer is bonus yes. bonus attacks are introduced yep. in yeah. Battle of Legends Volume 2. Yeah. Yeah, we got that wrong. So that was a rule that we got wrong. We were actually at Origins and we begged Justin and team to let us use the prototype copy, their production copy at Origins to do a video so that we could record it, edit it, and share it. And we played like two or three things wrong. (laughs) And so we looked like total idiot but it was our first time but it was right. our first time right. there was a so lot going on around us the convention yeah. center is still loud we're trying to pay attention and then we're also like we know that the entire staff is waiting on us to finish playing this. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of yeah. pressure there yeah, yeah. yeah. it was like not a, optimum situation you mean like us being like oh ryan and aaron are waiting for us we got to finish this game let's go let's go let's go <laughs> <laughs> if you want to think that that's the only reason why you beat me that that would be great <laughs> oh, that's funny. all right well that's we've funny. played twice and anitra won one and i won one so i guess we're gonna go upstairs and play one more uh, game maybe. Of oh, yeah. yeah with the show and find out what happens maybe yeah you, you gotta should. break that tie yeah, yeah. all right so. well if you want to know what the result of that is, you should head over to our social media accounts. Yeah. You can yes. find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at Family Gamers AA. And you can find us on YouTube. You can. The Family Gamers. We have the special link, youtube.com slash The Family Gamers. Yes. We got it. We did the yeah. thing. Also, uh, you can always head over to our community, our Facebook community, which has over 500 people in it. Lots of nice. people talking about gaming, sharing gaming, some content creators sharing their content in there, which is awesome and, and totally fine as well. Lots of people asking questions about, mm-hmm. you know, what kinds of games should they get with their kids? They have a kid of a certain age. What kinds of games should they give as gifts? Maybe even rules questions and stuff like yeah, that. Or, that or like there. my kids are super interested in this topic. What's a good game, you know, that fits yep. this age range. Yep, all yeah. that stuff. Uh, and you can get to that by just searching in groups for the Family Gamers community or by going to thefamilygamers.com forward slash community. 
If you have a question that you do not want to broadcast out to the entire internet, mm-hmm. you can always email us. Andrew at thefamilygamers.com. Anitra at thefamilygamers.com. If you would like to pick up some Family Gamers merchandise, I am not wearing my sweatshirt right now, but I, I wore I'm it all day either. yesterday. Yeah. You can head over to thefamilygamers.com forward slash merch to see our t-shirts and hoodies and mugs and other stuff that we have on there. Yes. We are working on getting some more designs on the merch site as well. Yep. So those will be exciting. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you like what you hear. Tell your friends about it, whether you like it or not. And leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you subscribe. I love the idea of somebody not liking the show but still suggesting it. That's, like, listen, listen, I don't care. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no. I, I love that scenario. Like <laughs> I love that scenario where somebody's like, what you listening to? A uh, Family Gamers podcast. I don't even like it, but you should definitely subscribe. <laughs> so I love that. I mean, that's yeah, the kind yeah. of person I am where I'll be like, hey, I listened to this show a couple of times. It's not for me, but you might like it. I mean, that's, we do that yeah. in that's our reviews true, a yeah. fair amount. I mean, yeah, we do that yeah. with game reviews right. too. That's true. Nice. It's it's a way to say, hey, this wasn't for me, but I definitely know somebody would like it. So. And I don't, and we don't want to close off that person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that single person. Like that. Right, exactly, that only exactly. person. Please do that. <laughs> if, if you're that person listening. Yes, yes. Please feel free. We are not restricting anybody, like or dislike, from recommending the Family Games Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, The Family Gamers is sponsored by First Move Financial. Go to firstmovefinancial.com slash familygamers to learn how the team at First Move Financial can help you pile up the victory points. All right, and that is going to be it for this show. It has been a ton of fun, Ryan and Aaron, to have you guys on and talk and hang out and just chat about gaming life. And thank all you so stuff. much. Thank you so much for coming yeah, on. Yeah, thank you we for really having us enjoyed on. It. Thank yeah. you. Awesome. And so for all four of us, that's going to be it for us this week. So until next week, everybody, play, play games, games with, with your, your kids. kids.